Okay, cool. All right, we are live. It is Show Me the Money Club because it's Tuesday, so you know what day it is. All right, what's going on, Sergi? How you doing today? Doing very well. How about you? Oh, I'm I'm good. Kind of upset that the Bills lost. Bad game, but you know what? As Buffalo's motto always is, it's always next year. So <laughs> we'll wait until then. I'm going with the Eagles now. So come on, go Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so everybody, we got a great show coming up for you today. Uh, first off, we have a special guest today coming to you. He'll be here in just a few moments uh, after our quick rundown. Uh, Brian Greening of Legal Rideshare. Uh, unfortunately, you know, accidents are something that drivers could potentially have an issue with uh, being on the road so often, whether you're in food delivery or rideshare. Uh, so Legal Rideshare is here to help. Uh, so we're going to have Brian on. He's going to be talking about pretty much what they do, a couple of things there. Uh, he's going to be talking for the first part of the show. Then we're going to be going to be talking about uh, some other cities that are starting to fight for driver's rights, uh, how Uber is also working with some automakers to create customizable, affordable EVs uh, for drivers uh, for both delivery and rideshare. We're also going to be uh, talking about how you can actually check the passenger receipt right after the trip ends. Uh, it's something within the app uh, that Sergio had mentioned, had found. So we're going to show you how to do that. Um, also, uh, rideshare and deliveries with Sergio's discoveries, how some of the math might add up, but might not. So we're going to kind of break it down quite a bit for you. Um, so you don't want to go necessarily by a certain thing uh, or not like online time versus uh, active time, things like that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about is the possibility of pay and accept with cash coming? Mm. I don't know. That's opening up a whole can of worms right there. So we're going to be talking about that. Um, also Uber's math, we're talking more math today uh, with Len Sherman. And then also we have a nice, good, feel-good story when it comes to uh, some uh, driver out there. Uh, so stick around for that. And uh, before we get into bringing Brian on, uh, we just want to play a little snippet of uh, Legal Rideshare just to get you guys in the mood. Legal Rideshare is the only law firm in the United States that's entirely dedicated to Uber and Lyft accident and injury claims. We handle these cases every single day. We know how to navigate the insurance policies. We understand exactly the arguments that need to be made to make sure that you collect every dime that you're entitled to. Whether you're a driver, a passenger, or a victim, Legal Rideshare is the firm. All right, and welcome. Thank you, Brian, for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Matt, Brian, welcome back. Um, we did this about a few months ago. Super popular episode, really. And, uh, you know, personally, uh, I want to thank you for uh, being a Show Me The Money Club sponsor for a couple of months. Uh, much appreciated. We couldn't have picked a better partner, to be honest with you, because we believe in what you guys are doing, and you, we're fighting for the same things, you know. You're fighting for their legal rights and we're just the uh, driver's advocates trying to show them how to make more money so um with that said let's get into it um so, you know you guys are amazing i mean great job you do protecting driver rights let's get into that let's you know let you talk about a little bit of what you guys do and what you represent and how you can help drivers yeah thank you both for having me back it's really a pleasure to be on um you know our 
our messages and our, our missions are really simpatico here. You know, we're looking to protect drivers and ensure that drivers uh, keep their money, make their money, um, have the ability to, to get on the road and stay on the road. Um, Legal Rideshare, as you saw in the clip, is the, the first law firm in the United States that's entirely dedicated to Uber and Lyft and gig-related accident and injury claims. So what does that mean? We represent drivers who get injured in car accidents. Um, you know, the math is simple. The more time you spend on the road, the more likely you are to be involved in a crash. Um, you know, somebody, even if it's not your fault, somebody crashed into you, somebody not paying attention, and all of a sudden you lose access to your ability to work. You lose access to your ability to earn. Your vehicle's damaged um, and your person is damaged. You have medical expenses um, that, you know, a lot of people in this industry don't have health insurance. How are you going to pay for that? Um, you are unable to work. Therefore, you can't keep food on the table. How are you going to recover those losses? The pain, the suffering, uh, the disability, whether it's temporary or permanent, those are all damages that we seek to collect on behalf of the driver. And that means money in your pocket. So when somebody takes your ability to work or your health away from you, you are entitled to money. And that's what Legal Rideshare does uh, for the driving community. Uh, we fight the insurance companies. We fight the at-fault party. Um, we allow you the opportunity to concentrate on healing and then uh, hopefully put a nice check in your pocket at the end of the day. Great. Um, so, um, you know, I'm a rideshare driver. I've been on both platforms for seven years. So is Chris. So is everybody, everybody that watches this now live or later on by the thousands. Um, you know, there is a, I mean, I know what they stand for, but I, I want you to quickly explain to our viewers. Um, there's three phases of a rideshare trip, right? So I, I'm parked, let's say somewhere that's period one where I'm waiting for a request to come in by either Uber, Lyft, or, you know, any of the, you know, we're going to later on, we're going to talk about um, food delivery drivers as well, is that um, there's minimal coverage when I'm waiting on the curb, even if I'm not driving, you know, looking for a ping or as we say, a request. Um, then there is phase two. Now, at that time, I have accepted it, the, the request, and then I'm on my way to the passenger to pick them up. And there is phase three, meaning I have the passenger in the car going to the destination. So give us a little bit of an idea of what coverages, because both companies, you know, I think I'm not going to say misrepresent, but it's so complicated that drivers, I don't think understand. So if you can put it in layman's terms, mm -hmm. what, uh, what period one, two, and three is, in fact, there's period zero. If you want to talk about that as well, what our rights are as drivers. Yeah. So, um, I should start by saying the coverage varies state by state. So the exact numbers aren't exactly the same in, say, California as they are in New York, but the concepts are the same. So in period zero, when you're not operating as a rideshare gig worker, your own personal insurance will cover anything that happens. Uh, you know, whether if your car gets wrecked or, or you know, you injure somebody else or you know something along those lines, you're going to use your personal insurance. But as soon as you turn the app on, you get into period one. And insurance gets a little murky. So your personal insurance company usually won't want anything to do with coverage if you're working. And when you get into period one, uh, the rideshare company's insurance is going to take over. Where we find trouble is that in that period one slot, rideshare companies offer uh, just terrible, terrible coverage. 
Um, it's low limits in terms of liability. It's low limits in terms of uninsured motorist coverage, which is what protects you if you get um, hit by an uninsured driver or say a hit and run accident. Um, and a lot of times there's no coverage for your collision issue. So if somebody damages your car in period one, you could find yourself in a position where you, you can't get it fixed. Um, it's vastly um, unrepresented or, or, you know, it's, it's actually, um, I think it's kind of criminal how the rideshare companies are not representing the coverage that's available to drivers in that period. So what's really important is that drivers protect themselves from the onset. And that means take out adequate insurance that covers rideshare work at all phases. When I talk about a typical insurance policy, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about somebody who just signs up to be a gig worker, doesn't really tell their insurance company that they're planning on doing that work, and then relies on their normal everyday insurance to protect them. That's not going to work. You need to call your insurance company, tell them that you're going to be engaging in rideshare and delivery work, and take out an appropriate policy, get a rideshare endorsement. Um, it might cost you a couple extra dollars, but it's worth it because it will protect you in that, that you know, underinsured period one area. When we talk about periods two and three, period two, when you're on the way to pick up a passenger and period three, when you've got the passenger in the car, the rideshare insurance is better. There's more uh, coverage out there, but it's still not what everybody thinks. You know, everybody talks about this million dollar policy that protects the driver. Well, that million dollars of insurance is for injuries that you cause to others. It doesn't attach to injuries to you or damage to your property. Those limits are far lower. So we hear from drivers all the time who are shocked when their property damage um, isn't covered or if they get injured on the job and they can't get their medical bills paid because they're saying, well, the rideshare company said that they're going to protect me. That's not the case. There's a lot of vulnerability um, in these policies and across the span of periods one, two, and three. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that because, you know, to me, you know, the more complicated they make it, the less we understand it. But then thankfully, you know, we can depend on your services if we do get in a crash. You know, I always say this, right? Uh, in this day and age, things are tougher for all gig workers, not just rideshare, right? We have to be more hours, spend more hours on the road. Uh, because we're not, you know, the markets are oversaturated. There are a lot more drivers out there due to the macro economy. They have to put food on the table and there's many, many more drivers out um, trying to make a couple hundred extra bu bucks a week to uh, supplement their W-2. So, so more people on the road means potentially more accidents. Also, we have to work longer hours to make the exact same amount of money we were making. Also, can you a little bit touch upon that, you know, the million dollar policy, but that comes with a $2,500 deductible, right? Because right. a lot of people don't have that laying around, even if it's a fender bender. Yeah, well, let me, that, that's a great question. And let me just take a step back before addressing that specifically. So one way in which drivers are not protecting themselves is by taking out insurance policies that don't offer collision coverage on their own vehicles. So what is collision coverage? Collision coverage is the insurance that you take out to fix your own vehicle if you cause an accident or if somebody causes an accident to you but doesn't have sufficient insurance to, to fix the car. 
if you don't have collision coverage on your own policy, companies like Uber and Lyft are not going to pay to fix your car. They are going to say you didn't take out the appropriate insurance yourself. Therefore, we have no responsibility. And we've actually seen drivers who didn't take out this insurance policy get involved in a fender bender, you know, the, a couple thousand dollars worth of damage. Not, you know, it's not, not super severe, but that vehicle damage keeps them off the platform. They don't have the money lying around to fix the car. They don't have insurance to fix the car and therefore they're out of work. So I've literally seen people lose their jobs, lose access to their earnings, all because they didn't adequately protect themselves from the beginning. And that's because Uber and Lyft and the, you know all the other ones don't do a good job of educating the, their workers about what is necessary to protect themselves. They want to keep the bar of entry really low. So they just say, get any insurance policy and you'll be fine. That is not the case. So to Sergio's point, the $2,500 deductible is what attaches to a property damage claim that you go through with Uber and Lyft, even if you have the right insurance. So say you go to State Farm or Allstate or Progressive or whichever one you use, you take out the appropriate insurance policy of the, you know, with collision coverage, somebody rams into your vehicle and speeds away. So you've got an, a situation where the only way for you to fix your car is through your own insurance or through the rideshare company's insurance. If you're on the app, your personal insurance is going to say, we're not going to fix the car. You were working at the time. So then you go to Uber or Lyft or whoever, and you say, well, I want to use your insurance. They'll say, if the damage is under $2,500, you say you have $1,500 worth of repairs, we're not going to fix the car because you didn't reach that minimum threshold. And if it's more than $2,500 worth of damage, say it's $3,000 worth of damage, we're only going to pay you what's in excess of that $2,500 deductible. So let me you know, just break down that example. You have $3,000 worth of damage. You go to Uber and say, I want you to fix the car. They're going to say, okay, here's a check for five grand. And you're going to be responsible for the extra $2,500. So drivers are, are driving around out there vastly underprotected, underinsured, and they don't know it until it's too late and they find themselves in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you totally just for the fact that, you know, a full-time driver, um, I mean, I speak to thousands of drivers. They're out on the road these days 60, 70 hours a week. I mean, it's not a matter of, you know, uh, if, it's a matter of when they're going to get into either a fender bender or a major collision. Uh, while we're at the topic, you know, under of, of underinsured drivers out there, which I believe most people are, um, let's talk a little bit about, because there is also another side of the gig economy that, that we should touch upon, which is the delivery drivers. Delivery drivers have absolutely no protection whatsoever, right? Because Uber, Uber, Uber Eats, through their Uber Eats arm, Grubhub, DoorDash, none of these companies have coverage period one, two, or three, right? Yeah. So do you represent these types of uh, drivers and, and what should they do? I mean, give them some ideas of how to protect themselves. Yeah, we, we do represent uh, delivery drivers. And the idea is, is similar. You want to adequately protect yourself from the beginning. So you need to go to your insurance company and, again, tell them that you plan on engaging in this work. And there's specific endorsements that you can take out on your personal policy that actually do provide coverage to you when you're working a gig job. Like I said, it will cost you a little bit more money, but that's a cost of doing business. And an extra you know, 25, 30, even $50 a month 
is worth it because it's going to keep you on the road. You're going to be much happier spending that extra money on a per month basis as opposed to losing your job entirely because of a fender bender and finding yourself without an opportunity to earn anything. So, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it's it's to me, um, I read an article actually the other day that this lady got into a crash and she was just doing deliveries and her cost was $25,000 and she was under the impression and it made national news actually, she was under the impression that she was covered, the damage was $25,000 to her car and then now she doesn't know what to do, right? So while we're at the topic of, of, of this, I think one of the most important things that we can emphasize on this channel and you probably yourself um, as a legal advocate would be dash cams, right? I mean, proof of the pudding is right. You know, a picture is worth a million words, okay? To me, I have one, Display Ride. Um, if you want to touch upon that uh, collaboration, you guys have gone with Display Ride as well. Go, go right ahead. But tell us how important it is for any gig worker to have a dash cam available to them. Yeah, no, we know the guys at Display Ride well, and, and we're a big fan of what they're doing. And dash cams in general are just really the the second you know if not 1a uh to to uh insurance policies uh in terms of purchases that every rideshare driver should make every car should be installed with a dash cam uh we think that the rideshare companies and gig companies should provide them but that's another point another yeah. you know for another day um we have had cases where people have been catastrophically injured we're talking surgeries permanent limitations you know never going to work again and the dash cam was the difference between a successful claim and an unsuccessful claim. The camera does not lie. It is the best evidence that we have. It doesn't matter how good your lawyer is or you know how strong I can argue. If the evidence isn't in our favor, it's really hard. And dash cameras are just going to provide that additional evidence that can show you didn't do anything wrong. It will show your version of the events it will show who ran the red light when both people are saying, no, it was him. No, it was her. Um, I just I, I cannot recommend it enough. And it's it's not that expensive, guys. Yeah. It, you know, for under one hundred dollars, it's a one time purchase. You can have a forward facing and a rear facing uh, dash cam. It protects you um, from, you know, unwanted uh, harassment in the car. When people see the camera, they don't tend to bother people as much. It protects you when an accident occurs and I'm asking you how we're going to prove that it's, you know, that you weren't at fault. Um, it's just, it's, it's so important and I, I cannot stress it enough. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing with the dash cam is that it probably um, quickens the process, right? For you guys. I mean, the evidence is right there, you know, either the driver's fault or not the driver's fault. And it, it, you probably can settle cases a lot quicker. It's true. And it, it also enhances the value of the case. So when we can show the severity of a crash in, in the insurance company knows that if we go to court on it, we're going to be able to show that video to a jury. They're willing to pay more money. They're willing to look at your, you know, six weeks of physical therapy. And instead of just saying, well, we'll give you the medical bills, they think, boy, this is not going to look good in front of a jury. We're going to give them a bunch more pain and suffering so that the lawyer is willing to, you know, settle the case and avoid uh, you know, an extended pro uh, process. So you, you're absolutely right, Sergio. It, it adds dollars and it saves time. Yeah, great. So well, one thing, you know, I was in uh, in a Lyft period three accident with a hit and run four years ago. 
uh, I was sidelined for four months because that's how long it took to fix my car with their 2,500 deductible. Lyft wouldn't help, obviously. Um, so give us a quick example of a case, let's say, if you want to talk about it. Um, yeah. that, that Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, whoever it was, that they were just going to take their hands off and say, you're on your own, buddy. Go ahead, do what you need to do. So give us an example of that, how you were able to help a driver in need and then what the results were. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a, a, an example that, that we just had. Um, so we had a driver with a passenger in the car. So period three, um, there was a collision at an intersection. Both drivers were saying that they had the green light pointing the finger at one another. Um, we were able to, uh, and I should say our driver was severely injured. He spent about a month in the hospital. Um, so as he was in the hospital and, and all the insurance companies were saying, we're not going to provide coverage here because we can't tell who was at fault. We were actually able to go out to the scene, find surveillance camera footage, gather all that evidence, send it over to the insurance companies and have them in a matter of a couple weeks, take this situation from a, he said, she said, we're not providing coverage to a policy limits case where they wow. just paid out. They said, okay, we're going to total out your vehicle and, and replace it um, you know, with, the, with the next model, essentially. Um, we are going to pay all your medical expenses. We understand that you're off work for an extended period of time. Here's the policy. And when the driver came to us, he was, you know, barely even able to, to talk given his condition, but he was so stressed out about how am I going to put food on the table for my family that he's, I just said, sir, let me, let me take the reins on this. You concentrate on getting better. And within a matter of weeks, it was all taken care of. So, you know, not everything happens that fast, but I think it's just a really good example of how bringing on an advocate and somebody who sees these claims every single day and talks to the insurance companies every single day can make a huge difference in the outcome, in the speed and, you know, the money that, that gets into your pocket and into your family's pocket um, to get you through a really difficult time. Yeah, um, I mean, that's obviously, you know, that's what you do. And and see, this is the this is the problem with a lot of drivers. A lot of drivers, I think, are scared, to be honest with you, of confronting Uber and Lyft. They're thinking, oh, they're going to deactivate me. They're going to do this, they're going to do that. That's not important, right? The important thing is you have rights that you're being underrepresented or you're not being represented at all, and you try to deal with it yourself. Uh, good luck. I mean, I tried to deal with it myself and I've, I learned my lesson. I would never do it again. God forbid if I get in another crash. So um, so if, if you want to summarize, right, you, we understand what your services are. We, we understand what you represent. It, it, to me, the important thing is rideshare drivers, delivery drivers, they're all undercovered, basically, because, you know, their regular policies are going to definitely take their hands off the case if there is an accident, say, hey, that's a commercial business, not going to touch it. They may even, you know, kick him off their own insurance. So if you, you know, give us um, a summary of, again, what you do. Why is it so important that rideshare drivers should chase their own rights as opposed to just lay over and, and listen to Uber and Lyft? Yeah. Um, so, again, legal rideshare, we are personal injury attorneys, but we are focused on the rideshare and gig economy. So we have been in this space for almost a decade now. We have risen up at the same time that you guys have. 
we came onto the scene when Lyft was still <laughs> putting the huge pink mustaches on the front of cars. So we've seen how the, the world has changed and we have grown with the, the rideshare driver and, and the gig worker. Um, we protect drivers and fight for drivers who have been injured in car accidents, injured while working, and we fight the insurance companies. As Sergio was alluding to, there's, for some reason, rideshare and gig workers, you know, they're, they're often afraid to ask for help. And, and that's something we've noticed. You got to come to us early. You've got to come to us as soon as something happens, because that's when we can be most helpful. That's how we can help steer you in the right direction to uh, say the right things to the insurance companies, to, you know, go talk to the doctor and, and put, you know, give the right description of the accident so that he, he can link up your injuries to the collision. Um, help us help you um, by calling us right away. Consultations are always free, meaning it costs nothing to talk to me. I will, you know, if you call up Legal Rideshare, you will get me on the phone and we can talk about the event. We can talk about how it happened, what your rights are, uh, the fact that you're not going to, to lose your job just because you file an insurance claim. That doesn't happen. There is just there's no reason to not take advantage of the, the legal service and the advocacy that Legal Rideshare um, you know, prides itself in is, and it has uh, provided for so long. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the last thing that we need to touch upon is, as you just mentioned, you know, there is a free consultation, right? Uh, and you will tell the driver, look, this is not something we want to handle, but we can guide you how to handle your case, right? If it's a smaller case. The other thing is, I know you're in Chicago. Um, you know, there were actually a couple of questions. Uh, they said one said, I need a lawyer. And the other one said, um, do is this? Yeah, there you go. So exactly, Chris. So the, how do we handle cases that are nationwide, right? Obviously, accidents are not just happening in Chicago, they're happening everywhere else. Right. So uh, Legal Rideshare um, has a national presence. I am based in Chicago. Our attorneys are licensed in, in Illinois. But we have, first of all, contacts nationwide, where I've got lawyers in every single state that I trust, and that if, if necessary, I can connect you with. But the vast majority of time, when somebody from California reaches out to us or somebody from Indiana or you name it, we are able to walk them through the claim so that we can either provide them answers, we can help them with the insurance claims process ourselves, or we can put them in touch with a, a lawyer in their state if, if that becomes necessary. So we, we are here uh, to represent and to help drivers everywhere. Um, and, I, I, you know, the distance between us, whether it's, you know, California or or Hawaii, or you name it, um, don't let that stop you. You know, I, I'm, I'm here to take your call and I'm here to answer your questions. Well, uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on today. Seriously, it's a very, very important question. Um, you know, and, and to us, we couldn't have picked a better partner for Show Me The Money Club. So we appreciate your support. And uh, if there is anything else you want to add or, or finish, you know, by saying, you could go right ahead, floor is yours. Yeah, I, I would just uh, end with, uh, you can reach us at LegalRideShare.com. Um, you can email us at help at LegalRideShare.com. You can message us on any of our social media. Um, we are accessible. So, you know, don't be a stranger and don't wait uh, to, to ask for that consultation. Great. Um, we appreciate it. Chris, if there's anything else you want to add, I'm sure the, the their website info is on our show notes, right? Yeah, so, I was just about to say, if you want yeah. to contact Legal Rideshare, 
uh, in through any other means. Uh, all of their uh, information is in the description. Uh, so whether you just want to have it in your phone, that's probably the best thing to do right now. Uh, if you haven't gotten to an accident, but if you're in an accident, obviously get hold of these guys right away. Uh, but yeah, put it in your phone. And then in the event something does happen, uh, you have it right in your phone, open it up, give them a call, and they can help you from there. Well, Brian, thank you so much. Um, we'll talk to you again. Um, you know, great information as usual. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Take All care. Right, thanks. Have a great have a great rest of your day, Brent. All right. So All right. that again is Legal Rideshare. Uh, thank you again, Brian, for coming on, kind of giving us a little bit more information. Uh, it was good to have prior a uh, couple of what two three months ago or something. Yeah. Uh, so there's a couple of videos out if you want to rewatch those. Um, but one of the things too, when it comes down to it, is you know. I saw somebody ask, what is a good dash camera? So we're just going to kind of answer that right now. Uh, you want something that is dual recording. So something forward facing, something rear facing. Uh, if you can get a three channel dash camera, that's just going to give you more coverage. So a three channel dash camera is forward facing, interior facing, and then you have a third channel in the back that you hook up to the back of your car. And you get the entire back of your car as well, too. Uh, yeah. So that is definitely something good to have. Uh, something like the Vantru N4, which is a three-channel dash camera, uh, Display Ride, um, which is a two-channel dash camera, and then um, there's another one I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, I just reviewed it uh, two months ago or something, which is a three-channel dash camera as well. Um, yeah, I mean all the newer ones. All the newer ones are are directly uploading to the cloud, right? So. <laughs> um, you know, that's a big concern. Like if something is going sideways in your car, the first thing the criminal is going to try to do is grab the dash cam, but too late for them because it's already in the cloud. Their face is plastered everywhere, right? They can grab the camera and go do whatever they need to do, but whatever yep. crime they committed stays in the cloud and it's easily proven that they were the person who committed the crime. So, you know, I would prefer something like that, which I have and through display ride, uh, it works. Uh, but, you know, uh, whoever has the budget for it, for whatever they do, I mean, it's a must, especially in this day and age yeah. where crime against gig workers is through the roof. It's a must. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. So if you ever find yourselves in an accident, uh, like I say, take the number in there, put it in your contact list. And then in the event, hopefully you won't need it. But if you do, uh, the best thing to do is get hold of them immediately. Um, also there was a, on the original, um, uh, podcast we had him on a couple of months ago, uh, they had a whole, uh, checklist on what to do. So, and I believe yeah. I got that straight from the website. So you could go to the website, make sure you have that on hand with, put that with your notebook or your notes or whatever that you keep on hand. Uh, if you don't have a notebook yet, really you should, because that's where you should be marking down, you know, all of your stuff. So your fares, uh, everything so you can keep it on hand right then and there um, your miles even all your tracking you should have a little notebook or a little notepad or something to the, to the side that you can you know grab quick notes throw that in there staple it up or something so you have a checklist exactly what you need to do in the event you get into a fender bender an accident or anything like that um, or god forbid if it's an accident that's uh, where you need some sort of medical emergency take care of that first and you know get yourself where you need to be um, at least let your, your loved one or, you know, partner, or whoever know exactly what kind of steps to take. So then they're aware as well. 
uh, just so then they can get the ball rolling in the event that you do need that medical uh, care and can't really focus on other things. So yeah. um, just always be prepared in the event of that. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Um, David Key, I see you say, what's the lawyer's number? Um, check the description. It's going to be in there. Uh, I don't have that on hand exactly. So I uh, just hit more on the description and you're going to see it right there. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's get into some of the craziness like this, this math that's not adding up, this new math that uh, Len Sherman had talked about in his article, um, yeah. which he was uh, uh, on previously as well, too. And then, um, you know, just a couple other things. Uh, so let's start with uh, with Chicago. How's that sound? So let's do it because Chicago is, you know, I, I interviewed a driver from Chicago today. So, um, so Chicago, like a couple other cities and states, is working on uh, more of driver protections, especially when it comes to unjust deactivations by fraudulent passenger claims. Okay. Now, this we experience daily. If you do 20, 30 trips a day, there's going to be a jackass in there that wants their $6 back as a credit or whatever, and they're going to lie, mm -hmm. and they're going to send something to the Uber systems. Uber systems, it doesn't go to human people. It goes to some AI software. It reads it. If it sees the keywords in there, boom, you're gone. You're deactivated, okay? Now, Dashcam also helps in those cases as well, So, but that's a different subject. So um, Chicago looks to join New York and New Jersey and Washington State in establishing protections for deactivations from apps such as Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. Gig work can be precarious with workers' earnings depending on the condition of their cars, enough customers hailing rides or ordering food, and whether companies are paying enough to make it worth their while. Okay. In some cases, though, drivers, app-based companies can lose their ability to work at all. Apps can deactivate them. We all know, I'm sure we have some people in the crowd that have been deactivated unjustly. So on the next page, they're, they're explaining what they're going to do. So um, uh, Susan Sadlowski-Garza, who is, let's say, elder woman, they call it, but it's like a city councilwoman, uh, the proposal announced a proposal that would require companies such as Uber, Lyft, to give gig workers 14 days notice of deactivation if the reason for something other than egregious misconduct, meaning like sexual or physical assault of a passenger. Great. It would also establish a process for appealing deactivations, create a resolution center for network workers, and give neutral arbitrator, right, the final say in deactivation appeals. So we talked about this many, many times. Uber and Lyft unjust deactivations must end. And if it's gonna be through some ballsy city councilwoman, thank you city councilwoman, and this is gonna, by the way, there is also news from Massachusetts today, which we're gonna talk about next week because it just broke and I couldn't you know, send anything to you. A lot of uh, cities, a lot of states are working on this project. Seattle has it, as we said in the article, New York City has it. Uh, a lot of cities are working on this because people are willingly getting deactivated and Uber and Lyft don't care. You're just another number to them. So they just, you know, they just say, okay, we'll replace you with 10 other people who are waiting in the wings, right? Not so fast. If all these city council women and men had the balls and pass ordinances like this, at least, at least you guys would have a chance to go in front of an arbitrator, which would be most likely a retired judge, 
and put your case on. More importantly, I know from all the drivers I talked to, the activations happen and Uber will not tell you who the passenger was that was complaining about you. They will not tell you what the reason was. It will be some cut and paste email saying you're gone. It's against our community guidelines. Well, guess what? If there is this kind of a process now, they have to show up with why they deactivated you and with their evidence of why they deactivated you. At least you will know why you were deactivated because in 99 out of 100 cases, people don't know why they got deactivated. They go just, oh, my app turned off. So sayonara, let's do this in every state. This is the least we can do as far as driver rights are concerned. So, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so it's good, it's good to see that more and more places are you know, taking a stand on that just for protections when it comes down to it. Um, so that is good to see. So Chicago, I'm sure a lot of Chicago area drivers are probably a little happy to hear that type of thing uh, when it comes down to it too. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. And then, yeah, I, I actually, I didn't even, I've been busy with stuff today, so I didn't even see uh, what happened in Massachusetts. If you want to give major it news, I mean, major news. In fact, I contacted, um, you know, RDU's president, um, our good friend, uh, Nicole Moore. Um, that's major news. I mean, you know, Uber and Lyft were trying to pass their own bullshit Prop 22, you know, clone, right? And the Superior Court, their judge, Supreme Court judge kicked it out because they were trying to bundle a whole bunch of shit in there. He didn't fall yep. for it. So now there is a counter proposal that the, the, that the companies are objecting to because it comes with, I'm telling you, it comes with all the bells and whistles of being an employee, all the rights, including this anti-unjust deactivation clause. On top of that, you know, the sick pay, pay time off, and and right to unionize by just staying, not unionized, but have everybody gather and talk about issues um, with Uber and Lyft. So to me, it's major news. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have some more news. Because the... I know Massachusetts had a thing on the books that they were doing. This was, you know, for the last couple of years, it was very close to AB5. So it would have codified drivers as employees with the three-part test. It was, it was very similar to uh, California's AB5. Um, no, this so is not like a, that. This is not like that. Everybody's staying independent contractors. Yep. Is they're all staying independent contractors? It's literally a carbon copy of Seattle. Okay. So that's oh. all we can tell you. Yeah. yeah. State of Massachusetts. Good job. I like there to hear that. All the Boston all the Boston drivers like for watching. Uh make sure you stay tuned next week. We'll uh we'll yep. cover that even more. Uh, yep. so that's gonna be real interesting to hear. Yeah. All right. So let's uh let's move on to this uh Uber is trying to work with automakers to make a customizable EV for both delivery and also uh, for rideshare. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting within itself. Mm. Now, now they're in the car business. You know how Travis, when he was around, <laughs> he was talking about his flying cars and autonomous vehicles. We're 10 years yep. later, we're nowhere on that one. This is, I yep. think, this is more of a grab of attention, to be honest with you. So now they're in the uh, auto manufacturing, you know, they're going to, I mean, this, I've read some of the details. I don't know what to believe. I don't believe anything these people say anyway. Um, so it could even be a three wheel drive, you know, um, electric vehicle for deliveries or uh, the passenger cars will be, you know, cars that uh, have lower speed limits. So they'll be safer. 
and and also the passengers could be facing each other you know all this bells and whistles there's not more like uh you know more bs really so you know dara was in davos right with all the billionaires over there so he had to say something and because you know we know i mean you know they have big goals right both uber and lyft they have electrification models in their systems now that by 2030 all cars should be electric on the um, platforms. Not happening. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> so we coughed at the same time. On that one. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, so they they they're trying to sell this idea now. We're just gonna have uh, work with automakers, as if automakers don't have enough trouble selling electric vehicles for twenty grand over Priuses. <laughs> Now they're going over so, in the auto business, auto, auto manufacturing business. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, side note when I, when I was going to look at cars, uh, I, w I went to go to Toyota, to Jeep, to, uh, ha um, oh my God, uh, Kia and Honda. And I asked each one of them, I said, so I got to ask, how's the, uh, the EV, uh, versus gas powered? And they're like, like every single one of them said, most people are going gas there's for our area where we are in Buffalo and the cold and all that. It, it doesn't really make that much sense. But the question is why is there such a push so quickly when the infrastructure cannot handle it? Can't. Yeah. But yeah. You know what? That that's a topic for another show in any event though. There is a sinister uh, underlying issue here because I'm always thinking, you know, playing chess with these guys as opposed to checkers. Mm -hmm. Why do they want this special vehicle? So they can tell the driver, well, here, you drive this thing that we're going to provide you. You're going to buy from us. And then we'll automatically take it out of your weekly earnings. And, you mm -hmm. know, they want to they just yeah, have all these things that you have to be my bitch for the rest of your life, basically, because I'm going to put you in, <laughs> well, an, in an affordable EV. I'm like, uh, no. Think about it. Happen. Think about it. Here, here's actually, they want to make it affordable, right? Watch, it'll be like a $75,000 vehicle. And then they're going to say, well, we will knock off 30 grand of this car, but you have to give 60 rides a week, every week for the next, I don't know how many, how many years it might be, or, or some crazy ass stipulation where, you know what, I'm going to stick with my Honda Pilot that can seat seven besides myself. And I'm okay, even though I'm only taking six when it comes to XL, because, well, it says up to six. So we're going to be talking about that for a future video. So stay tuned on that. <laughs> That's right. We're going swimming cash in Buffalo pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, I mean, I, I want to see some of these cars because, you know, some of these concept cars that they're coming out with are dog shit. They're just, yeah. they look like crap. They, they do not yeah. look safe in any way. Uh, they, I, I don't know if they're ever going to come to fruition or not, or if it's just a concept or what it is, but, um, no, not in my yeah. opinion. Yep. No, I, 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 you know, this was just puff news that he had to put out because he had to put something in there, you know, in Davos with all the billionaires. I go like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. This is, this literally remind me the second I read it, Chris, you're hello. Oh, this totally reminded me of Travis's autonomous vehicle bullshit that he raised with to to raise more billions from the Saudis and all these you know VC funds to get Uber going because they were about to run out of cash. He came up with this song and a dance because oh we're gonna replace all drivers anyway. We're gonna ah. ten years later we're mm -hmm. all still here and there's more drivers than ever. Yep. So 
this is the same shit. And, and there's only more. And we'll talk about that in just a few moment, moments. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. we got a couple of other topics to, to kind of go through first. And there's a couple yeah. of questions I've been seeing. So we're going to star them and then we'll kind of kind of talk to them at the end. So if you guys oh, are, okay. uh, have questions or something um, and, you know, you think that we're avoiding them or not, we're, you know, one, we're talking and kind of going back and forth with uh, what's going on. But uh, we do see the comments and questions and that. So you can put them in and we're going to star them uh, okay. and then we'll get back to them later. All right. Okay. So let's move on, though, to our next topic. And that is, <laughs> you know, kind of how to uh, check the PAX receipt right after the trip ends. You bet. So, so this weekend I drove. I drove this weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, Uber had sent me, you know, I sent you the screenshot. They sent me a decent incentive. Five trips for 50 bucks. I'm like, OK, I'll take it. What do you do when they send you five for 50? You do five shorties and take their money and make them lose money. And then mm -hmm. there was another attachment to it. It was 25 more for another 150 until February, whatever, sixth or whatever it is. I'm like, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't do it. But most likely I'll do it. Do some three, four third shorties in the morning rush hour in my neighborhood. So what I did was I did a compilation of deliveries and um, five those five rideshare trips. And I came up with this conclusion that, I mean, I knew this, but I just had to prove it to you guys too, because most of you, by the way, say, oh, do you even drive? I'm like, bro, <laughs> I drive probably as much as anybody. But also, of course, when they show me the money. Um, so here's the deal. The Uber math that we talked about is fuzzy, but we're going to get to that in a second. But what I wanted to know, one of the what is the top complaint today, Chris? Oh, Uber makes sixty percent. Oh, Uber makes seventy percent. Oh, Lyft made eighty percent. I'm like, yeah. you know what? I know on Lyft you got you cannot check it. That's completely non-transparent. Week or nine days later, you will get a PDF statement, which is really complicated. And I spent twenty minutes trying to figure out how they got to the numbers because it's so complicated. And I'm like, okay, so forget Lyft at the moment. But but. I figured out a way of how to check the passenger receipt within your car right after the trip. Now, this may have been there all along. I don't know. If it was, great. If this is new, it was news to me because I didn't want to come home or log on to the website with my credentials to see the PAX receipt, right? Now, I did a screen recording. It's about three, four minutes long. And I walked through you guys with my comments throughout. So let's do that. And, and we'll, we'll go after that, analyze trip by trip. So a lot of drivers are complaining about not being able to see the receipt of the passenger like they used to. Well, you can do it two different ways. You can do it on your app as well as going online and logging on to your uber account unfortunately lyft does not offer this transparency on lyft you will get a statement in pdf format in about eight to ten days after you finish your week however on the uber app you click on your earnings click on see weekly summary pick the day that you want to see a specific trip in this case i'm going to show you guys how to do it on uber eats as well as on a trip scroll up click on see earnings activity so here's one trip that i did under uber eats you click on the specific trip on uber eats you're still able to see the 
receipt of the passenger immediately. You scroll up all the way down. It says more details. Click on more details. And here it is the customer payment. Customer paid $11.72. The tip was $9.95. The service fee was $8.72 because this was a minimum fare trip. They paid me $3, but I ended up making $12.95 with the tip. Now for rideshare, it has more few clicks, but it's pretty simple. Go back. I'm going to scroll up to find a rideshare trip that I did. Let's pick this one with a tip. It was 11 minutes, 52 seconds and 3.6 miles. Click on the trip. It'll open a secondary page. Scroll up. You will see that gray little box where it says to see summary of customer payments. Click on that box. That's a live link. It will take you to the Uber website. You'll see weekly statements is picked automatically. You will have to click on activity, which is on the left side of weekly statements. Once you do that, go find a trip by scrolling up that you're interested in, but all trips, as you see, are there with the view details box. So this was the trip that I highlighted. I'm going to click on view details. It'll take a couple of seconds. Keep scrolling up. It clearly says the fare was $7.85, including a wait time pickup and a tip, $10.85. Run right under your earnings. There is a more details box with a down arrow. Click on the down arrow. And here comes the Uber service fee summary. Customer payments were $14.82 in total. California driver benefits $0.75. Cents. Commercial auto insurance for 3 bucks. Region or city fee, 10 cents. My earnings were $10.85. In this case, Uber only made 12 cents on a gross basis. And upfront earnings are at the bottom at 576. So by just scrolling back up, you can do that and click back on trip details. You can do this practically for each trip right after it ends or at the end of your shift. So now you can see what the passenger paid. All right. So now uh, I know I've done this since I tested it a couple of times. I got a server error message, 404. It says 404 server error. Um, is that what it's, oh, yeah, yeah. Resume. resume, you're correct. It does that once in a while. But mo I mean, I was out there for five and a half hours. Every single time it worked. So if there is a server, you know, what I'm trying to say is that you don't have to go to the website now, log in, do this, do that. It's there. That gray box, you click on it step by step. You guys can replay this and, and figure it out. Lyft, zero transparency. Shame on you. Uber, at least, hey, man, you know, they put something there that you can still go check what the passenger paid and get pissed off immediately. So I'm like, hey, on that case, Uber only made 12 cents, people. So, I mean, and then I, I, I checked each single one of my trips um, without including the 5 for 50 promotion, Chris. Uber made like nothing <laughs> on any of these trips. <laughs> then, I don't know. And I'm then like, the, the question is, out of those trips, they lost money because of that 5 for 50 deal, right? 
Oh, definitely. If you put all of it in there, bro, they just they lost their ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad we're going to be breaking down those those few trips. Okay, can you uh, highlight that Vic G comment, please? Because, you know, you know, that Vic G comment right there, you know, for Star It, Star That One. Which one? Um, I think Uber is not giving the right Vic amount. G, it is, yeah, Sergio Uber not giving the right amount. Yeah, that one. And Michelle says... We'll right that. Okay. All right. Well, no, Michelle, I mean, this is on your app. So while you're sitting, you want to get pissed off to Uber to see what kind of take rate they had, then you can do it in your car before the next trip instead of, you know, you still have to do a lot of clicks even if you go onto the website. So, all right. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, this is an easy way to, to look at the passenger receipts. And uh, I'm going to say it. Don't get pissed off, people. <laughs> Uber does not take 50%, 60%, 70%. They don't. If you figure the math, it's not there yet. Maybe they will get there. Because if they were to take really 50-60%, they would be swimming in cash. Now, oh, it's yeah. one or two trips, maybe, they do 50-60%. But if you look at an overall picture, they don't. But I'm not defending Uber, as you guys know. I, I'm not an Uber lover, but that's a fact. So, well, that's why the whole thing comes down to track your trips. So you should be knowing you know, how much you made, the passenger, what they paid, uh, and yeah. then, you know, double verification, if you ask your passengers what they paid, um, sometimes you'll be able to get some of that information just yeah. to see, make sure that comparison purposes are correct. And yeah. yeah, I mean, like every once in a while when you go and look, you're going to see, yeah, they're definitely going to take more than they probably should for a ride, but it's supposed to balance out, they claim. And that's why, like I say, if you track all of your rides and then actually look at what you made versus what they made, uh, yeah. averaging out you know, your rides for the day, your rides yeah. for the week, your rides for the month, that number from 50 to 60% is going to be much lower, um, especially if you are working in the different bonuses and promotions and quests and streaks and everything else that you could potentially take advantage of. Because uh, yep. that's one of the best things to do is, is, you know, try to game the system by playing their game when it's going to be conven more convenient for you. Yep. All right, so let's take a look at these screenshots and uh, talking about how your rideshare, your delivery, um, how some of the math may or may not actually add up. And, you know, some of the things that uh, numbers can really be worked. And we're going to show you exactly how in just a few moments. Yeah. All right. So this is my quest. This week's quest, 5450. I did the 5450 bucks. Um, these are all the chips, okay? um these are all the rideshare trips that i did five okay so i started the adventure at 429 look i'm not gonna sit here and cry about it it's good money but i swear to god chris <laughs> uber gave me every single long ride possible because <laughs> i'm thinking <laughs> i'm gonna knock these five in about an hour and 10 minutes with my you know destination filter I started the first trip I accepted at 429. The last one was at 712, bro. <laughs> they gave me every goddamn long trip. They wouldn't give me anything I within, within a couple, three miles, like all these trips that I wanted to do. The last one I wasn't going to take. I took it just for the fact that I got, goddamn, I've got to finish because it's dinner time. I want to do a couple of Uber Eats deliveries. You know what I'm saying? So I go That's like, why okay. you need to get rid of that area preference crap and go with lifts. Far superior stay within area. Uh, yeah. filters then, then you, you can knock it down to three miles in a radius and you're good to go yeah i'm next to by the way i'm next to a college called csun california state university northridge 
There's like 60,000 students there. I'm right next to it. They would give me a trip to LAX. I'm like, for fuck's sake, bro. <laughs> I mean, do you guys really know I'm going after the 50? Is that what it is? I mean, my measly little 50 bucks for you guys? But I guess it was. So the first trip, okay? So let's take a look at that. Let's analyze that. Um, so And then overall, we're going to look at numbers, how fuzzy Uber's $37 is. You know what I'm saying? So uh, each chip, each chip, I'll just go quickly and extrapolate into a... So Uber, what was Uber's last claim? $37 an hour? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, the 37 per utilized hour. Per utilized hour. Okay, let's do that. Let's play the game. Let's play the game of utilization hour. With promotions. With promotions and tips. Okay, let's, let's just talk about that. So Jeff, if you're here, um, I applied some of your uh, strategies to get tips. Two out of my five short trips tipped me, which is record for me. That's 40%. That never had happened. So follow Jeff. Read his articles. He's on RSG Contributor now. And we just had a video with him. It's going to come out soon. That man is the tip king of the country. He gets 45% tips, bro. Four, four and a half out of 10 trips, he gets tips. I'm like, holy shit. Yes. So, so this first trip, okay? 3.6 miles, 11 or 12 minutes, let's say. $10.85. Wonderful, right? Because if you take that 11 minutes or 12 minutes, there's five 12 minutes in an hour, $11 times five, my active hour for that trip, if I could duplicate that five more times in one hour, would be 60 bucks, Chris. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Right? Except that the next trip did not come in until 5.33 p.m. So mm. what, happened? what happened to the... What happened to that 45 or 48 minutes that I was doing nothing except declining long trip after long trip, right? That's called so a really like, bad utilization rate. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible, right? So I was like, okay, Uber, so where's that 37? I didn't see that 37 there. But then Uber on that hour can say 60 bucks an hour. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. active time, active time, you know, $60 active time right there. So the next yep. trip comes in. Next trip comes in 4.5 miles, six bucks. Price went up a little bit because I had to wait um, 11 minutes and 16 seconds. Now, this is the trip duration, people. This does not include my on my way to the passenger, right? So, uh, but let's take it, let's play their game. So, this trip, it was 11 minutes. I know there is six almost 11 minutes in one hour. Okay. Yes, it took me two and a half hours to do three, five trips, bro. <laughs> he's laughing <laughs> so if i took this and extrapolated to an hour right my um uh, active hour dollars would have been 36 exactly what they said 37 right except the next one did not come in until 604 <laughs> so i'm like how is this math correct what kind of fuzzy bullshit math is this because if i'm doing one trip every half hour How's my active hour? And my active hour is 36, 37, sometimes on the first one, 60. But if you All look right. at if you look at the other way, I'm just fucking dying out there, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, if you if you're trying to do short trips, yeah, because you're denying all the well, longer trips that are coming in at this time. So the question I have for you is how many trips did you decline versus the the ones that you accepted? 60. So you took eight trips out of this. Overall, what was... I I, my, my, my acceptance rate absolutely tailspin to earth and crashed. <laughs> I, I well, what's probably, the percentage then? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm at like 8% now. 
Oh, there you go. So for the people who are out there and they're like, why did you only take it for every uh, half hour or so? That's why, you know, he was trying to do something on uh, a particular way. Um, So uh, we're going to move on, though, a little bit to the next screen here. All right, next screen. Um, So and then and then I finished, luckily, thankfully. And then, you know, and now if I'm a cherry picker when it comes to ride share, I am a USDA five star cherry picker when it comes to delivery okay so then i came in and squeezed to deliveries right i mean look and then i had dinner in between by the way and then i i did the last delivery uh, literally i had like a um the, the dinner for two hours with the with with john actually and then uh they gave me a trip paid for the dinner but the long story short look at the mileages and 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 then the money on the on those two trips the top one let's take 1.2 miles Took me less than 15 minutes to pick up the food and deliver the food. Uber paid me a whole $3 on that, Chris. Three. Three bucks. Now, without that, I'm going to get shishas done for us. I said I work for tips because that's what delivery is these days, right? (laughs) So if it wasn't for that tip, bro, where would I be, right? Holy crap. So my article is coming out next week, by the way. And who made more money, Uber, me, doing Uber Eats? You guys will be surprised. But anyway, so I'd squeeze two tips. I mean, two uh, food delivery trips, both nice. I mean, if you look at the dollars per mile and, you know, extrapolate that to Uber language, active time, that's like 50 bucks right there. So let's go. So this is my day, Saturday, okay? I made $120.50, which includes my $50 promotion, all the tips, okay? Which was $27.75 total. Yes. So if you look at it on face value, according to Uber language lingo, per active time, if you took $120.50 and divided it by two and a half, I even beat their 37, Chris. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for those who are those who are watching um on the right screen, you can see the breakdown. Uh for those who are listening, um we'll we'll break down the numbers exactly for you. Um but this is this is where you know, active time or utilized time and actual online time differ very much. Now, obviously, you were trying to do something specific, uh, so your utilization rate is much lower than what it may normally be uh, because, you know, you're just trying to get the, the shorty rides and trying yeah. to, you know, game the system a little bit differently. Um, I might look at it a little bit differently if I'm out on the road. I would probably look at... Um, changing a couple of things up just to try to not only get sh- as shorty as I could, but also try to finish it as quick as I could. Um, yeah. Well, so, yeah, but but you did a great job, by the way. So Chris broke this number down. So you guys can take a screenshot and understand how fuzzy Uber's math is. Because one day, yeah. and Lyft too, Lyft too, by the way, hey, Lyft, you, you're not catching a break today either, just because we're <laughs> bashing Uber today. Your your numbers are the same bullshit. One, what do they call their, their hours? Utilized hour? Is that what they call it? Uber yeah. calls it active hour. So this is what I want you guys to do next time you guys are out there. All I know is my app was on five and a half hours. If you take $120.50 with all the incentives and all the tips and divide it by five and a half, and that comes down to $21.91 an hour gross. I did not make $120.50. I grossed $120.50. Yep, still got to take in all your counts or all your uh, costs. Then, you know, one of the things besides breaking this down, 
So you could see if you did the active time, he did well, 48, 20 an hour for his online time for being five and a half hours that bro broke it down to 21, 91 an hour. Uh, and that included the 2775 for tips. And that included the bonus for five trips with 50 bucks. Right. If you didn't, if you took that out, <laughs> look at this. So uh, without tips or bonus, because they're not guaranteed. Yeah. So if you remove the tips, you only made 92.75. And again, tips are not included. So tips should never, ever be worked for as part of your pay. Shouldn't. Absolutely. It's becoming that way. And that really shouldn't. Yeah. But no, um, there's, there's variable. Really and on Uber Eats, by the way, they can tip bait you. They can take their tip away after an hour you deliver the damn. What the, they ate, they shit the food and they can take the tip away. I'm like, what kind of bullshit is that? So whoever yeah. does Uber Eats, I mean, we gotta we gotta work on this Uber. <laughs> yeah. So, but then, what I'm trying to say, that, removing, hold on, beyond that, removing that fifty dollars, yeah, for those eight trips for the two hours and twenty nine minutes of active time or the five and a half hours, you really only actually made forty two dollars and seventy five cents on your base rates, your base Gr pays, gross, gross uh, on your yeah. on gross. This doesn't, yeah. this isn't uh, your net. Yeah. Uh, and then, so if you take those. At forty-two seventy-five, and you broke it down by the active time, that's seventeen ten an hour. But yep. if you did it by your online time, that's only seven seventy-seven an hour. Yeah. So you can that's see why. how right here I was able yeah. to to change a lot of different things here and yep. show a lot of different hourly rates depending yep. on how you're looking at it. Now, yep. if you added the fifty dollar incentive because you know, a lot of the times if you're going out, you're going to be working for an incentive or a promotion. Uh, you want to try to get that. If you get that, uh, that can be added in. But again, I don't like looking at tips because tips should be a bonus. They should be extra. They should not be calculated into a fare or a delivery in any way, shape or form. So with that uh, $50 incentive, you take that 92.75 divided by that two and a half hour active time. There you go. There's your 37 an hour right on the go, money. Buddy. See how they came up with that? See, see, yeah. but but look at all but, this math you did, right? Okay, Chris did an amazing job. Brought it to yeah. sixteen eighty-six an hour. Yeah. So this I, is why, like yeah, last, this is why last week when we said the one thing that Minneapolis, because they're looking at putting driver protections into place there, yep. this is something that they really need to look at. And this is kind of like what the breakdown of it actually looks like. So when they say 37 active or utilized time, it is not the same as online time because it's going to depend on your utilization rate, which means what if you're, or how much, how much did you spend actually active versus online? That's how you're going to find you out. Know your what, utilization. You know what the funny thing is, Chris, you know what the funny thing is? I don't think outside California, because we have Prop 22 here and in New York City, I think, and Washington State, I don't think Uber shows that separation of online time versus active time on the driver app. I think they just saw online time, right? Hmm. Right. Majority of the country, they go online time. But when they come to quote driver earnings, they quote on active time. <laughs> yep. I'm like, really? That's bullshit. If I've mm -hmm. ever seen bullshit. So why don't you guys do what you do in California? Put online time on one side, active time on the other side. Then we can all figure this out. Certainly, drivers are not making $37 an hour nationwide on online. No. Certainly not. <laughs> and we Zoom says, we Zoom says, go flip burgers. We Zoom, 
We're good. I'm gonna pay you back on that one. You know, I'm doing this for hey, you guys hey. for research purposes. You, you anyway. So. <laughs> you know, well, well, here's the thing: if you didn't go for that incentive, um, and you only made forty two dollars, uh, yeah, it, it would be more. To, you'd be paid more to flip burgers uh, than you would be to actually be doing this. So, I bet you. Um, I bet you. Now, it, yeah, I, I got to double check on mine because I think mine actually shows does show both. But okay. I know what you're talking oh. about. There are many places that only show online time versus breaking it down. You can manipulate uh, numbers any way you like, okay? But hmm. if you're just going to advertise, oh, drivers make $37 an hour nationwide active time. And then when they say that in a public space or an interview, the, the 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 idiot journalist that's doing the interview have no idea what that means, and then they yeah. just put that out there. They just put that out. The same, same thing with any council members that are looking at different laws. So anybody who's watching, if you're in these areas where they're having, like Minneapolis, Chicago, other areas, you know, you can go and put this in front of your council members, so we can explain exactly how they came to that, uh, and then you know you, you can kind of break down the numbers to show, well, this is one way they mean it, and they're trying to, to skew the numbers to make it much greater than what it actually could potentially be. Yeah. And as more drivers go on the platform, as the more drivers are on, you know, you're going to have a larger supply with a lower demand, which means you're going to be sitting there even longer without a ride. So yeah. your utilization rate is going to drop, and they're still going to say, oh, well, your active time, you're making 37, yeah, sure. But if I'm sitting there 45 minutes on the hour in, you know, unutilized time, well, how much are, am I really making when... FYI, FYI, my, my Uber X, Ubers, Uber, I didn't have shared because I'm never going to do those. Uber X, <laughs> um, Comfort, well, first one was Comfort. Uber Eats and Uber Connect was all on. And I also discovered something new. When I have Uber X on or, or Rideshare and Uber Eats, I didn't get one goddamn Uber Eats order, bro. I'm go and then when I turn Uber X off and put only Uber Eats on, boom, one after the other Uber Eats. So when you have both on, don't expect any Uber Eats orders. They're gonna keep sending you garbage <laughs> right here orders. Okay, there you go. I have well, on mine. I turned everything off except for Excel right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's something that's going on. So we'll talk yeah. about that down the road. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes down to it, the uh, um. You know, I, I have Uber Eats just in case uh, I do ever want to try it. But I like it. You know, I, I was so turned off after, uh, you know, the initial time that I did it that I'm like, I just don't I, I don't I'll have it there just as, you know, if I'm sitting there and I'm like, screw it, I'll take it. But um, that's that usually finds it its way unchecked most of the time. Uh, the thing that really pisses me off, though, is like when I go on vacation or take like some time off and don't drive. Then they're like, oh, well, um, now that you're back, we're going to check that. And then all of a sudden you, you turn the app on, you get an Uber Eats order. I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted. Turn off. <laughs> that, that's it's like, really? Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's let's go well, to this. I don't know. This what these One thing, before, one thing but, uh, I discovered by doing right here and they okay. changed it again. So um, um, now, you know, there's a timer on the first trip, by the way, on the first trip that it was a comfort, which I wanted to do. Um, and the guy tipped, and I missed this uh, screenshot on that, Chris. It came as a top tipper, you know, that warning on the bottom, top tipper rider, right? Mm -hmm. And the guy tipped, the guy tipped. So there may be some truth on that top tipper rider when you get that ping, right? 
William, I want to start that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, so I I went to this guy, to the exact pin that he dumped in the app. I wait. So the two minutes went up, and then the clock started to ticking, right? So I'm getting paid uh, wait time. I'm like, great. Well, five minutes came up. Guess what? The X X did not show up. There's no more mm-hmm. There's no more automatic cancellation on rideshare. So I'm going like, what kind of bullshit is that? I want to cancel this trip. I'm not going to wait for this guy, right? When I said that, the guy calls. He goes, where are you? I go, sir, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. The guy goes, I'm not there. I'm going like, is he playing games with me now? Because a lot of you know passengers have learned the game to you know to game the driver because they'll be out of a surge area but they will order the trip you know they will be in a surge area but they will put an address on the out of the surge area so that it's cheaper and then driver will go there right and then they'll call them up say oh i'm not there i'm here come pick me up here and like driver doesn't know right he doesn't get the surge either so anyway i mess around with the app i came up with this screen there is no more. Look at look at these. These are all the excuses to cancel. You know, in the old days, the first one right up the bat would have been what? Passenger no show, right? Yep. And you click on the fucking thing, and boom, you're gone. I get my three bucks, and, or or two seventy five, whatever the heck it is, or three seventy five, two whatever, and then you go on. You move on to the next one. Well, look at all these excuses I can cancel for, except I cannot cancel now for passenger no show after five minutes so i'm there like an idiot waiting another two minutes this comes up you click on the you have to click now i can't find the rider i'm like no i i find the rider i'm exactly at the goddamn pin the rider can't find me because they're playing some games mm-hmm. then this box shows up can't find the rider to get paid by your rider for waiting stay near the pickup well i was which that's why i got paid you'll receive a per minute fee if you complete, if you complete this trip, I'm like, okay, I completed the trip. I got the $2 per minute wait fee. When you see an alert appear, you'll be eligible for a cancellation fee from your rider. Well, Uber, that that you can cancel now, Serge, and go on with your life did not show up. I was there seven minutes. I'm like, fuck. And then you have to click on contact the rider or cancel the trip. I'm hoping they're not going to lift weight, Chris, that you have to call the passenger oh, yeah. before you can cancel. You know what I mean? If they go that well, way, I'm going to throw my shit. I'm like, let's you, you know that you know the trick with the the lift one, right? You know how, yeah, how, you how to half a ring, you hang up. That's it, and then you can. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't know if you wanted to say that uh, over the air or not. Oh hell yeah, you know, hell yeah! That's <laughs> why you, you call the passenger. You want even late. You yeah. want even want to hear the first ring. You call. Yep. The dial you just, tone. You, know, you, dial you don't, you don't even have to. All you do is click the button. Once it registers, you click the button. Yeah, it's fine. Hell yeah, bro. But so look at all these cancellation reasons. Can't find a rider, nowhere to stop. Riders' items don't fit. That's a new one. Too many riders. Okay. Yep. These are all the new ones. I look, there's one for unaccompanied minor. Boom. There was no car one. Seat. Rider has an animal. You never want to click that. You will get deactivated if you click that one. Because then it's, a, it's between your word and their word that their animal is a service animal, emotional support dog, I whatever think, the fuck I it think, is. Uh, rider behavior is probably the best one because yeah. if they're in the wrong spot, that's the wrong behavior. <laughs> yeah, that's the wrong fucking behavior. But anyway, I was nice to this guy and then went and picked him up because I wanted to do the first trip. So yeah, these are the things. Now you have to jump, jump through hoops. The cancellation oh, uh, or the auto cancellation after five minutes is not showing up. It, at least it didn't show up for me. Maybe for other people. Where did where, where's the uh, the wrong address? Yeah, I don't know. That's not Where'd there. That go? I don't know. <laughs> not only that's not there. 
passenger no show pass why why is it on me like it makes it sound like i'm the idiot i couldn't find the writer i yeah. no. <laughs> the gps look look the amount of shit that they track you on yeah. including the sensors within your phone they know exactly where you are and so that means if you're there th there should be zero ability to be able to to complain against that because right. you have yeah. all of that information right there yeah. And if somebody calls to complain, I'd be like, look, we have the GPS data that says your driver was specifically there. They waited. You weren't there. Sorry, but they're not going to do that, of course. Yeah. So, the, you know, click on save, save that Don Don one. I'm on Android, Don Don. You can do it. Um, so, all right, let's go to the next one. So, yeah. So, I was my adventure doing five trips and two deliveries. And John is here now. Uh, we had dinner with John, like I said. Uh, and then I caught a nice, nice Uber Eats order going towards my house and paid for the dinner. And that was that. So that was my adventure. So I discovered quite a bit. Yeah. Discovered nice. that Uber is full of shit when it comes to math. How about that? That's what I discovered. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, this, this next thing um, is going to be a little interesting. Um, were you able to verify this or not yet? No, but I trust her. It's a New Jersey driver. I hope to God that's not true. Although I've always said Uber is a cab company with an app. So there you go. You take this one. <laughs> well, uh, you, yeah, you sent me this one earlier and you're like, uh, can you believe this shit? And I'm, you're I'm, like, do you want to do that? I'm like, look, hey, if it's, app, bro. If you wouldn't it's, lie to me. I'm telling you, I yeah, trust well, her 100%. Here's the thing. Hold on. If, if, it's not, if it's verified or not, it doesn't matter. This is... This is where the conversation comes about. This is where the, the potential risks that we can go over and talk about that. What so this is request guide for someone else. Help them get where they need to go. They'll see the trip info in the Uber app or in a text. That's not really an issue. And this is something that's been around actually for a while. You order, you open up the Uber app. Uh, at the top, you can say select rider. And then yeah. it will ask you for your contact list. And then you can select the person there. So then, you know, they know that it's for somebody else. Nobody really does that, unfortunately. So drivers are stuck without really, really knowing what's going on. But here, where it's circled in red, it says you can pay for the trip in the app. That's fine. Cool. Or they can pay the driver in cash. What the fuck? <laughs> now, now, I, oh, if man. this is true or not, or if this is something that's coming in the pipeline or not, this is still warranting of a good conversation. And that's why I told Sergio, I'm like, let's put this in. Let's get this in for today's show. I got it late last uh, night. And she, I've, I've been in touch with her from the first day of Show Me the Money. She's a wonderful lady in Jersey. She has no reason to, she doesn't she does have the time to Photoshop this or do Adobe, whatever the fuck it is you have to do. She says, Jesus, Sergio, like, just showed up in my app. Is this true? I go, I don't know. <laughs> How do I know? <laughs> but either yeah. way, first off, if you're watching currently live or yeah. if you're watching on the replay, uh, yeah. put in the comments or the live chat. B, come on, B, what you know who you are. What do you think about taking rides in cash? And um, give, me, no. give me some of your thoughts on that one. Uh, for me, first off, I would say hell to the effing no. I don't do cash. And there's a reason why. One, it was built to be frictionless. That meant cashless. That meant you ordered the ride and you paid for the ride as it was completed. Perfectly fine. I got paid. I didn't have to worry about it. 
not like a cab driver who was worrying about having to get paid and people jumping out the car window or opening the door at a red light or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, this is something where they're opening it up for something like that. Again, this is in a New York City suburb. So this is in Jersey, just outside of New York City. Uh, and then on top of that, you're now carrying cash around. So one, how much cash do you have to have on hand in order to be able to, you know, give people cash back if they want any? I would say I don't carry cash on me. So what you're paying me is what I'm getting, including tip. Um, so deal with that. <laughs> with that and then on the other side who gives a shit because they're not going to rate you because you're not they're not the ones who ordered uh yeah. but then you know th this is ah. this is a big problem on safety because one yeah you're you could be carrying cash so you know yeah. things like uh people trying to rob you could go up um especially if they know that you're carrying cash or anything like that um on top of the carjackings on top of the other crap everything else but then um the other thing is you know what about the people who have been kicked off platform or cannot be on platform because of safety issues or whatever it may have been? Yeah. And now that, all of a sudden, comes guess in with the cash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how's this uh, possible? Everybody's in shock. Okay, look, if this shows up in your app, yep. then it will confirm everything. I 100% trust this driver. She is, <laughs> she is not a, you know, one of these shyster drivers that I know that are out there. She says, Serge, do you know anything about this? I go, I was like, huh, cash? <laughs> no, I don't know anything about it, but I'll put it up. So now, yeah, this, give, give, this us, is... give us a 111 if you say no way to cash and a 333 yeah. if you say, yeah, maybe I'll try it. Why not? Dave, the Uber oh, slave says, I'll take the cash. I'm going, no. Like, Shit. <laughs> yeah, no cash. Yeah, that, that actually raises yeah. another point. How would Uber make any money off of that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> No, they, I mean, they, probably, I mean, they would charge you their service fee for that particular ride, and then all of a sudden, uh, no one one ones. What was one one one? No cash. One 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 is uh, no no to cash, okay, and three 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 is you know you know you know a lot of these uh, UPS drivers and FedEx or you know all these guys you know they say driver carries no cash. <laughs> we we need to buy one of those stickers and put it on my window. Driver carries no cash. I'm like, <laughs> Dave, the Uber slave says he'll take the cash. I go, Dave, you're a better man than me. <laughs> I have no cash. Yep. Screw, screw. I that. mean, look, cash is true. Tips are, cash are the best. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to, to cash paying for rides, get that money up front or don't take that ride at all. Mal Malcolm actually has a good point. Uh, Uber in Mexico does that. They take cash. Um, so I'm like, hey, we're not in Mexico. So anyway, yeah, so this is something new. If you guys see this, please send me the screenshot. Sergio at therideshareguy.com so we can confirm that this is happening. Oh, we lost Chris. That this is happening in uh, um, other cities, right? And then, um, so, you know, I took a lot of pounding. Since Chris is gone, I'm going to talk, get back to some of those comments that I should go flip burgers. I'm doing research, people, but I'm getting my hands dirty. But then when I put up my New Year's Eve shots, okay. You know, those that was real $80 an hour. No bullshit Uber fuzzy math BS. Okay. So yeah. So don't fall for the Uber fuzzy math people. It's it's not real. Okay. Um, so let's go some questions while Chris is gone because he has the all the commands. I can't do shit about I it. don't have all the commands. You cloned yourself. Both of you are back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what happened there. Something happened. That was really weird. 
Yeah, uh, I, I was like, for some reason, the internet just went out, and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, it all of a all sudden right. went out. And um, hold on, yeah. let me. Uh, I gotta change the slide. Yeah, go all the way through. Or... Okay. So cash isn't allowed for payment. TNP, TNP mean TNC trips because it would skirt all regulation. Well, man, this is from a driver in New Jersey. So Christopher, I hope you're right. I'm pretty sure you're right. So this article is uh, amazing article in Forbes. I don't push too many articles on because I write articles. Um, so next one, Chris. Um, okay, yeah, this one. So Len Sherman, Columbia Business School professor. He was on our show about three, four months ago. Amazing, intelligent man. I mean, for God's sakes, the guy's a professor at Columbia. Oh, okay, The guy's a goddamn professor, so listen to the man. He writes articles on Medium and sometimes for Forbes. And there's this article that just came out. It's a long read, but boy, does he rip Dara apart, baby. I'm telling you. Ooh. And then, oh, my God, wonderful article. And and uh, I, I, I emailed him. I go, there you go, Len. That's how we're on a first name basis now. They go, they, I don't call him professor because he doesn't like it. He goes, Serge, all these things. So by the way, he comes, he talked, we talked quite a bit before this article came out. I gave him some pointers and he nailed it, bro. But then the, I'm just picked the juiciest part of it. So Uber's new math. What do you think he came up with that title, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well th this was a topic that we <laughs> talked about on the, the show when he was on was, you know, this, this is, how they have to operate is increase yeah. fares and try to squeeze drivers. Yeah. So he must have, he must have been inspired. So Len, if you're, if you're watching, um, yeah. well, he will. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is a wonderful article. I urge you to go read it. It's really well written, obviously by a professor. So Uber's new math, increase prices and squeeze driver pay. There you go. This is what we're all going through. How about that? Okay. Mm -hmm. That's it. And one of the snippets, because the article is long. So I picked this one. It goes, raise ride-hailed passenger fares and delivery fees and or squeeze driver pay. Well, it, it, this is not an or, it's and <laughs> in our case at the moment. So, mm -hmm. you know, and he, he hits the nail on the head, you know. Um, and, and one thing that he keeps saying and he's been saying for five years since I've known him is Uber does not release detailed numbers. Well, even when they release earnings, they put everything in a bucket and they go, here, figure this shit out on your own. I'm like, no, man. Breakdown, rideshare prices, how much they have gone up in specific cities. They have all this information. They just don't release it. So he goes, these are actions, the actions that undoubtedly are driving Uber's recent financial performance. We agree. Improvements and the clearest manifestations of Dara's new math. <laughs> so to grow revenue, passenger fares, faster than expenses, driver pay. The sketchy data... <laughs> Uber does not does disclose confirms that the company has been increasing its take rates over the past few years. Absolutely. As mm -hmm. already noted, passenger fares have been trending significantly higher, very true, for the past five years. While driver comp compensation data is <laughs> harder to come by, they will not release it. Uber's recent shift to upfront prices has effectively decoupled consumer prices and driver pay from you know travel time and distance, giving the company <laughs> Covered to increase the spread between consumer prices and driver pay. Yeah, yeah. There Which you go. also, in uh, side note, increases my option buying uh, of <laughs> putting, putting something on Uber. Yeah, <laughs> especially okay, there you go. Uh, so, Len, well done, Len. Thumbs up. We'll talk again. <laughs> so, this is a wonderful oh, yeah. article you guys should go read. And this kind of 
rolls right into this other article that all the mainstream media now, Insider, Business Insider, Wall Street Journal, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm not going to hide Wall Street because Pritika may be watching. Here's the deal. They're all catching up now to what the drivers have been experiencing. Why don't mm -hmm. they talk to drivers? Any driver in any major city would have been able to tell them this about two months ago. Okay, because this has been going on. Now they're all catching up, Chris. They go, get ready for a gig worker boom that could make it harder for contractors to earn a living. No shit. We've been saying this for like three months now, people. Yep. So here we go. This and is the here's the thing. We've been it's giving you plenty of tips on how to try to survive this little slowdown. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, and you know, every day I actually hear more layoffs, more layoffs are coming and all yeah. of these things are, are kind of working together and uh, some issues and obviously harder hit areas are going to experience probably more people turning to gig work for the time being. So, you know, make sure you do prepare now and if you haven't already, make sure you do because yep. you know this, yep. this could this could be a very hard time for a lot of people. Please do. And then it says an economic slowdown could cause over one million Americans to pursue gig work. No shit, Sherlock, Jacob, Jacob. I know I know a couple of people at the Insider, but I don't know you. So current gig workers could end up worse off because added competition. Okay, genius. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know. <laughs> What are you going to do about well, it is the question. The whole slice of the pie. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the pie we've been talking about for three months now. And many U.S. gig workers are already struggling to earn a steady income. Now, that's a fact, okay? But, yeah. but. But that's but, not just gig workers. That's, that's, that's the Everybody. Industry. Look, let's, let's would you rather have gig work or would you rather be laid off? I'd rather have gig work. You know what I'm saying? There we go. So, there you go. Yes, Vinny, we've been saying that. Okay, so we're going to end with very couple of funny things. Right, Chris? Yeah, and did you oh, see that? Actually, man? actually, we're gonna we're gonna end with a couple of funny things, but we're gonna go into a nice, really cool feel good story. Um, okay. so let's yeah, let's absolutely, talk about that yeah. Do you do um, this one? Because I think right. this is fucking amazing, right there. Where yeah, is Dara with his forty two million? How is he fucking helping the drivers? There you go. All right, so uh, this driver, he's an Uber driver, and he plans to feed the homeless with his one hundred thousand dollar lottery win. Are so Nicholas. Mm -hmm. uh hold on hold on so nicholas uh if you're watching or if you know somebody who knows him uh i invite him on the show i i personally invite I you nicholas would. to come on the show uh talk about this um you know whatever it might be please reach out to sergio sergio at the rideshare yes, uh we would love to to talk to you bring you on the show uh, but yeah essentially uh he won a hundred thousand dollars and he plans to help feed the homeless with it so it's a nice feel-good story um, being a very selfless individual here. Uh, so he said an Uber driver in Virginia won 100000 on a lottery ticket. He said he plans to use at least part of the prize money to help feed the homeless. Uh, how much that part is, hey, you know, that, that's help right there. So awesome, congrats uh, on the win. You know, take what you need to do, get a car, uh, you know, put, put some money on the home, whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. So uh, he won $100,000 and he says he plans to use part of it. Uh, according to the Virginia Lottery, uh, Nicholas bought the winning ticket on January 1st at a 7-Eleven. Uh, he became one of seven $100,000 uh, winners in Virginia's New Year's Millionaire Raffle. Uh, when he claimed the prize, he told lottery officials he hopes to use some of the winnings to help feed the homeless. Uh, and he says he loves Blackbird, Blacksburg, and he loves the people, uh, so he wants to give back. So awesome, awesome there. And Nicholas, like I say, or anybody who knows Nicholas, uh, let him know. We would love to have him on the show. 
uh, and kind of share his experience or whatever. And then also, um, you know, just kind of, kind of his giving back. So uh, appreciate that there, especially all the people I'm sure that, that it's hard for them, you know, trying to buy some eggs uh, with the price of some things. So yeah, um, I I agree. I mean, this is amazing. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Congrats, sir. I hope, I hope you do it. So, so, you know, most people like what I say, but there is a, a, a Aloha male says, <laughs> I have a hater. I'm going to cry now. Hold on. So, Sergio, I hope that all the articles that you supposedly are, <laughs> are writing for some publications are written in better English than the way you speak during this podcast. Is it my cussing Aloha? Because I do cuss quite, quite a bit and I apologize. But I think my English is pretty good for an immigrant. Okay. So, I mean, hey. <laughs> All right. So, oh, we're next one. Did anybody, did anybody besides Dave say that they would take cash? Because we're still getting a couple of one one ones. No, no. Dave, Dave, you know, <laughs> Dave, lives, Dave lives in my neighborhood. So, I'm going to have a talk with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into some of the funny things, too. Um, you know, we, we always want to kind of end the show on a good note. Uh, yeah. So, that is, you know, a great story there. Again, uh, Nicholas, thanks. And then, uh, you know, one of the things that we always talk about uh, is cherry picking, declining garbage. And uh, yeah, <laughs> this, is LA. this is in LA. This was sent to me by Tony, who's going to be on the show probably in a month or so. Our great friend, Tony. And uh, there you go. There you go. The word's getting around, people. That's the name oh, of yeah. the store. Say cherry picked right there. <laughs> if you guys, you know, I have to go visit <laughs> the store now. <laughs> I, it's in Hollywood somewhere. There you go. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to a conversation between uh, driver and lift support. <laughs> so, Sergio, if you want to take this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, long story short, this the, the supposedly lift restricted this driver from seeing the uh, destination of the passenger. So, you know, <laughs> so it goes. You know, the the, the lift support goes. What's your problem? <laughs> And the, the 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 guy goes in jest, right? He goes, uh, you know, I can't see the destination of the passenger. He goes, I'm not driving until this is fixed. It's a glitch in the app, supposedly. So he goes, why would I accept a ride when I have no information? So let's support goes. So is there a reason? <laughs> is that is there a reason you wanted to cancel the ride? Then I'm like, yeah, I don't know where the passenger is going. Can you give me some reason why you want to cancel a ride? Or not accepted. And the driver goes, I would not accept a ride without information ever. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you know, it, the conversation and the, the lift support goes, Of course, can you send me a screenshot? The guy sends him a screenshot, right? So the driver says, It's insane that you would do this to drivers. We already get no information. He goes, Thanks for sending me the screenshot. Lift says, When you accept the ride, you will. <laughs> <laughs> you will then you will get their information like once i get there i start the ride then i'll know where the passenger is going that's what i think they're trying to say and then they he, not he realize goes, that the whole point of upfront pay is to be able to yeah. see yeah. where you're going this is lift support by the way you know i get i've gotten so many screenshots for lift support and driver interactions that they've gone to shit now okay because mm -hmm. since they've gone to only online support there's so many complaints so he go, the driver goes, I'm not driving until this is fixed. <laughs> okay, fine. You know, why would I accept a ride when I have no information? So the, the, the lift support goes, so is there a reason you wanted to cancel the ride? Keep saying the same thing, right? Go on and on and on and on and on and on. 
And then at the end, it kind of, this is this is the this is the one that that made me crack up, right? Um, the, the lift goes, you know, Mexican standoff here. The information will show after you accept the ride. The guy goes, "Why would I do that?" And then he goes, "In that case, lift guy or lady gets tired." He goes, "We don't have any further actions to do," and that's what the new update for Lyft app is. And the driver so they take away upfront pay, I guess. <laughs> And, the, and the, the driver politely, if this was me, I would have been cussing by now. The driver politely <laughs> says goodbye. And then the Lyft support agent comes back and saying, look at this one. You need to accept all riders, sir. All riders. Oh, sir. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shit. I was like. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm going to clarify something right here. Per, Lyft, per TOS from Lyft themselves, that says you as a driver have the right to refuse or accept any ride. Yeah. Not that you have to accept all rides. Yeah. So Lyft support. Yeah. Because this is this is this is really real stuff. Okay. You need yeah. to accept all rides, sir. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, no, there's no scammer call. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. All right. We have to accept everything, people. Jeff, you're here, I know. I know you do that already, so I'm not worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for, for the cherry pickers out there, Jeff, just just for you. Jeff, right here, Jeff, just, Jeff just for you. this is your store. This back just for you. <laughs> this is your store, but, Jeff. Uh, right here. For us cherry yeah, pickers. You see, you see that? They're naming stores after us, Jeff. Look at this. Okay? Look at this. <laughs> see that? There you go. And the color. Color also wonderful. And this is from my app. For the last trip that I did on Saturday. Shivang. <sighs> okay, so I go, I always tell the packs, okay, first of all, I go, I'm on my way right away because I want to get their asses going so I don't wait, okay? They're ready mm -hmm. when I get there. I do it on food delivery. I do it on all, all the trips, okay? I'm on my way. Auto, auto, auto text, by the way, which is great, by the way, Uber. That's a really good feature. I can auto text all the stuff. And the passenger goes, okay. So, and then... He goes, pick me up at Reseda. People who know the valley, they know where that is. I go, okay, because it was an apartment. I go, okay, got it. So I get there. I go, I've arrived. And here it comes. You're like, if I had a dollar for each time, either this showed up, two minutes, or I'll be right down, or I'll be right out, I'd be a millionaire by now. <laughs> because this is the killer this is the one that tells you you are going to be stuck waiting for this passenger for a while. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm like, there you go. Two minutes, and this wonderful guy <clears throat> came out, young Indian guy. Um, the second he got in the car, he goes, hey, Sergio, how are you? I go, great. It's a six-and-a-half-mile, 14-minute trip, okay? Bro, the second he got in the car, he started blasting on his YouTube, some, uh, you know, Indian music, disco, whatever it was. Oh, yeah. I'm going like, yep, all right. At least this is my last one. After this, I'm getting my 50 bucks, baby. So, yeah, this, this, <laughs> this, this is. Yeah, um, that, that that's one of the most annoying things. Like, if you hit, if, you know, yeah. if you have music on or if it's, like, you know, I, I try to keep mine a little bit lower just for people talking and all that. And, um, you know, I downloaded some, I downloaded music that's like just more instrumental. Uh, so it doesn't have voices and it's mostly so then like people are competing over each other. Uh, and that's kind of what I do for mine. But 
the whole thing is then when they start playing their crap and it's like you have a shitty iphone speaker or android speaker it sounds like dog shit i don't want to hear oh. your crap oh, yeah, um, and it's like oh, i just want, I, I can't wait until they get out of there activated <laughs> so sunshine yeah. man says i want to see sergio in the window you know what you know what let me tell you jeff I am going to do that. I am going to go to that store and create that picture for you. Okay, buddy? There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go over a couple of uh, uh, quick questions that we saw um, throughout right. the show. So uh, Indy says, let's talk about cancellation rates. Why are we still having strikes against us for canceling on an unaccompanied minor, especially during this BS bonus period? 100% right. true. I agree with yep. you right there. You, you should not be uh, penalized in any way. Uh, when it comes to canceling on unaccompanied minors, when it comes to canceling on people with no car seats, when it comes to you know people who are not there, um, all of those things are not within your control as a driver. Why should you have to be the person who has to take the brunt action of that? Uh, so yeah, I, I find that to be a real major issue and something hopefully some of these places uh, like Chicago and Minneapolis uh, are looking at when it comes to you know, driver protections and things like that. Um, yeah. Robert, uh, you said, what is ride radar? I'm assuming you mean trip radar. Uh, yeah. Ride radar, I don't know what that is, but trip radar is where basically it's the bottom of the barrel rides that come in uh, and now food delivery as well. Uh, so people who kind of refuse on them or, you know, their lowball offers usually tend to go there uh, and they'll pop up and basically people can all over can look at it instead of you know just the request going right to you and then yeah. going to the next driver and the next driver and the next driver until it is uh so that's what trip radar is um yep. not the best of rides but you know you can get a few good ones in there every once in a while once in a while um ton, ton says hey guys how uh can i share with you uh some screenshots of the garbage lift sends send it to sergio at the rideshareguide.com um anything yep. you can send over to him uh, and we can take a look at it. Sometimes it makes it onto the show. Uh, other yeah. times it doesn't. Uh, sometimes we, you know, just see. But uh, Sergio, you're getting a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff. And we appreciate everything that you guys are sending us yeah. uh, so we can see, you know, kind of what's going on. Uh, because a lot of these places, uh, a lot of these different markets are actually, you know, testing different things and seeing different things. So what we know in our own markets is what we see. Uh, so having other eyes, other ears, other people on the ground, uh, and then, you know, kind of giving us, you know, kind of the, the lay of the, the land when uh, you're out there uh, really does help. So we appreciate all that. Uh, and then, you know, we can also call out some of these companies on some of the bullshit that they're doing. So I yeah. uh, appreciate that. Vic says, Sergio, I think Uber is not giving uh, right amount because customer told me it didn't match with Uber. Uh, this is why... Uh, what you should do is try to find that out. Um, you know, if you can get an actual you know, picture screenshot of the passenger receipt on their app, yeah. uh, that's even better because now you can compare the two and you can see why don't they line up uh, and you can actually take it to them and be like, what's going on here? Um, and yeah, you yeah. can try yeah. doing that. You know, some, some people will not do that. Some people won't even tell you what you they paid for it, but something um, tough you're to prove. Get... It's tough to prove that. It's tough to prove yeah. that. And and you know, I mean, if they're gonna go to that depth to for for you know cooking their books and whatever they're doing, man, I mean, I don't know. I doubt it. But <laughs> hey, I don't know. yeah. Um, right here, William asks, "How's the worksheet going?" Uh, yeah, we are week, for sure. It. Next week, we have it by next week for sure. I I don't want to give that. I, I don't don't quote Sergio yet. No, no. 
Um, no, only because no. it is it, it's something that's taken a little bit more time than we thought but we are working on it uh yes. we will have it ready for you guys as soon as we can uh hopefully hopefully next week uh so yeah. that is what's going on there and, and, uh, i'm gonna <laughs> stop saying i'm gonna also stop saying bro now okay because aloha mail <laughs> says this delivery of bro. the english language is not the way it's written the use of bro this bro that really Okay, you okay, do realize um, we're talking to we're talking to rideshare drivers here, and we're talking to a crowd. Well, here's, here's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, uh, next week for you, Aloha. Speak. If you do show up, I'm gonna speak like Walter Cronkite. Okay. <laughs> Here, here's the real thing. If you'd like like us to speak thou Shakespearean, yeah, uh, we can go back to 1500 where English language was much different. So things are a little different. You know, if somebody says something, I think it's okay. Um, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, Norma says, how can we find the rider? We don't see a picture or have any information. Uh, this is in regards to when you were talking about uh, the, the the choices that you have when it comes to the um, new choices on canceling a ride. Um, yeah. So yeah, how can you find the rider if you don't know who they are besides calling them? Um, I, and then I, uh, oh, uh, he says, okay. does driver status mean anything to you guys? No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> we mean like you mean like uber pro status like uh, gold silver platinum all that good stuff look for people who are trying to get let's say free college education online education on uber yeah of course it means something mm-hmm. um on uber on lyft you know platinum may give you a couple of extra destinations if you use that feature a lot yes it may give you something personally speaking over the last seven years i've been doing this no it hasn't given me anything so Blue, gold, platinum, diamond, I don't know. Agreed. Uh, We take them all. We love you. Um, But next week, you know, can we talk Shakespearean next week in Shakespeare? Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Let's see how we lose lose this podcast. (laughs) No, you wear her her robes. (laughs) If anybody knows what that quote is from, uh, you are the winner of today's show. And okay, says, what do you think about to... Uber's first quarter earnings will be in 2023, given it's going to be very years. good. <laughs> it's going to be good for them. It's going to be good for their stock price. Uh, yeah. I am not a financial advisor. Don't use anything I just said uh, if you lose any money. Um, but uh, it's probably going to be good. And then the main topic of uh, all board gig companies, every driver must accept all rides. Hey, I will, I will gladly tell you exactly how I will take 100% of the rides given to me. Yeah. Price the rides correctly. Yeah. Price the rides right. I will accept the ride. I don't yeah. care how long it is. I don't care how short it is. As yeah. long as it's priced right, I will accept it. Yes. Both Uber or both Uber's CEO and uh, Lyft's co-founder John Zimmer and Dara both <laughs> said, if we're not pricing the rides correctly, then acceptance rate is down. So yeah. Okay. My mine oh, crashed to earth at nine percent. I'm at nine percent. Hey, you know here, here, uh, uh, Uber and Lyft. I just gave you, uh, um, you know, some consultation. My fee okay. is a hundred thousand dollars per second. So that was what seven seconds, twelve seconds, uh, one point two million dollars, please. Active, active hour. <laughs> <laughs> on active hour, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on, a- on active hour. So or active second. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. All right. So, well, we got yeah. a good show for you uh, next week as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, appreciate Brian coming on, especially when it comes to 
uh, you know, some of the issues uh, that we could face as a potential accident uh, or anything like that, kind of the steps, uh, what you can do. Again, yeah. his notes on how to contact Legal Rideshare or himself are going to be in the description. So you can check that out, uh, get a hold of him in the event that you are in an accident and you need some help there. Yeah. Do I, I offer uh, discounts for students and military? No, I don't. No. No, <laughs> uh, not do not for companies, not for companies, unless uh, uh, I will take it back for student and military owned businesses, not for big uh, conglomerate companies like that. Yeah, um, damn right. So. We're no charity here. Okay. There <laughs> yeah. we go. <laughs> um, yeah, but well, that, everybody like, have a great the, week uh, have a great week yeah. and i love doing these although today my feelings were hurt tremendously okay <laughs> i'm not uh, gonna I, I i'm gonna go through <laughs> therapy now for a whole week aloha aloha you gonna pay for my therapy okay come on now <laughs> that's just hurts my feelings i don't know i mean you know, i'm just quitting well, now. <laughs> uh, well uh since since i don't think anybody had had mentioned what the uh, quote is from it's actually from avengers uh it was tony stark said that oh, wow. to uh to uh thor does mother net thou know you wear her <laughs> uh, <laughs> no no I, you know that's what i watch uh i watch i have disney plus and i watch the mcu while i do uh uh my cardio so i want to stay in shape instead of sitting in the car for hours on end uh so that's right keeps so going. last but not least i didn't mention this today there we go see that decline garbage know your worth okay yep. If you guys, we're gonna end right there. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I said we'll we'll end right there. Decline garbage. Yeah. Know your worth. Let's go. See you next week. All right. See you guys.